Hello, friends, and welcome to the Unseen Podcast. My name is Arjun Mota. I'm joined here by Aditya Vedapudi. Say hi or something. Hello. We're giving this a shot and going to see how this goes. Um, basically, we uh, are big fans of movies, and something we often do is send each other random scenes from movies we both love, uh, or even just scenes we love for movies that we don't love, and talk about how awesome something about that scene is, whether it's the screenplay itself, what an actor is doing on the screen, so on and so forth. So we thought we'd give a shot at recording a conversation and seeing where it goes. So we thought we'd start with a really fun scene. So we thought of the movie Charlie Wilson's War. There's a scene towards the beginning of the movie. I want to say it's the third or fourth scene. It involves Philip Seymour Hoffman and John Slattery, uh, who are both members of the CIA. John Slattery is the, I want to say, European bureau chief, something like that. And it sounds like Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a character who has just come back from Europe uh, as a CIA agent, and he was expecting a promotion that he didn't quite get. Aditya, do you want to talk about the scene at all? Um, or actually, maybe I should start I should start with metrics, right? Mm. So let's talk about some scene metrics. Uh, the scene's a little under th- three minutes long. I clocked in it in at 2.56 uh, on the YouTube video of it. It takes up about five and a half pages of screenplay. It's a screenplay by Aaron Sorkin, someone who we as heterosexual men definitely love. <laughs> um, Aditya, talk me through your thoughts when you first watched this scene. Do you remember first watching it, where you were, how old you might have been, so on and so forth? Yeah, I remember. So this movie came out in, what was it, like 2007, I want to say? Something like that. Is that sweet spot of for you and I, yeah. And yeah, early high school. I'm pretty sure I got it from the Canton Library over a summer vacation or something. I'm pretty sure I watched it like late at night because it was rated R and there was like a topless scene right at the beginning that made my family jump out the room the first time we tried to watch it. Is that the Emily Blunt scene? Uh, yes. Also very important. I'm assuming we'll doing that one later. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I, I just, um, I, I obviously recognized Philip Seymour Hoffman, but it was from like Along Came Polly and dumb stuff like that. It wasn't really with any appreciation. And he was my favorite character in the movie. And I think I laughed at everything he said. And this scene is a perfect, perfect introduction to like the character that he becomes. I Super agree. I have a much more much more strange i think history with this scene i actually only watched the movie for in full for the first time about a month ago during quarantine but i've been watching i first watched this scene basically when the movie came out i must have watched it maybe a year or two after it came out on dvd because my cousins watched the movie and they could not wait to tell you about this incredible scene and they pulled it up on youtube so i've known the youtube video for it for a decade at least, if not longer, but I had actually weirdly never seen this movie until about a month ago. This scene just stands out that much. Uh, what stands out about the scene, Aditya? Well, first, I think it's wild that you saw the scene and didn't chase down the movie for like <laughs> another 10 years. Um, yeah. But, you know, you do you. I, I think to me, sure. my favorite thing is just how abrupt Philip Seymour Hoffman is. Like, he hasn't absolutely no you can tell like john slattery's character is doing some sort of typical management shtick where they kind of are couching real feelings in like you know something more bland but (laughs) philip seymour often just has no patience for that and it's so funny and it, it just it makes the whole thing seem so fake right away are there any specific lines for you or any specific moments for you where you're like that that one just that's it for me. I, I think his first line, like John Slattery's character does this whole thing about, you know, oh, it was hard. I appreciate you coming in and apologizing. You know, he, he's doing this whole like conciliatory thing. And then 
Philip Seymour Hoffman just goes, excuse me, what the fuck? And I think that's great. <laughs> it's just so good. So let's let's first just sort of, I think, uh, talk about what's actually happening in this scene. I feel like if you've never seen this scene before, A, go find it. Uh, it's very available on YouTube. But B, let's just talk about some, what the actual plot of the scene is. I mentioned that Hoffman's not getting a, a promotion that he thought he was going to get, but he it's mentioned he was promised this sort of promotion to be the uh, Helsinki, I think, bureau chief by the by John Slattery's predecessor, Alan Wolf. But when John Slattery takes over as the European chief, uh, does not offer Philip Seymour Hoffman that job. And do you remember why he says he, he doesn't want him to be in that position? Yeah, I think he calls Philip Seymour Hoffman coarse, <laughs> like undiplomatic. I, I think diplomatic is the implication. Skills. <laughs> and why does Philip Seymour Hoffman think that John Slattery uh, is not giving him the job? That actually, I think, is one of my favorite things about the scene. Is you think it's just this professional disagreement. You know, maybe these two guys don't get along. But Philip Seymour Hoffman makes this point about how, you know, in the movie and the agency, a lot of the agents who have been fired recently or, or passed over for promotions are actually recent immigrants. And there's kind of this underlying fear that they're barely American. So maybe we don't want to put them in sensitive roles, you know, in, in the American spy agency. So it's kind of a, an underlying pretty serious point that they're making in the scene. That's just so, so good. Yeah. And that, that line, I think meant something a lot more different to me in the last five years of rewatching this scene than the first five years. of. I honestly didn't even recall this until I rewatched it recently for, you know, for the first time in a while. And that jumps out like crazy. You're right. I also like that. It's not like, it's not hit over like a sledgehammer, right? It's, it's, it's completely matter of fact, because that is, it, it is a, matter of fact way of thinking for a lot of folks is that you know people who are just barely americans or whatever it is but then hoffman has like that killer ending line where it's just sort of people have been trying to kill me for like the last two decades you think that's because i'm uh, the son of a greek something soda pop salesman or because i'm an american fucking spy or some shit like that yeah it, it's, it really hits the nail on the head and it's you know your first exposure i think to philip Seymour hoffman's character is like okay maybe this guy is coarse and undiplomatic but I think that walk-off line really gets at how, you know, he has a sense of mission or how earnest he is. He's, he's coming from the right place. So it's it's interesting to see that pivot. And also, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman, what a guy. He's, like, maybe the most competent actor in a long time. And he knows how to play someone who, yeah, you're right, he, like, he does come across as maybe being a little coarse. But he's also, obviously quite good at his job that includes some nefarious stuff like what was it something about the junta in greece yeah. <laughs> or something and when he says i've been i've spent the last year studying finish <laughs> which would come on Andy over here in virginia it's so great oh my god it's but he, he's obviously really good at his job he's just maybe kind of marches to the beat of his own drum a little bit or has you know doesn't have the patience to play the the office politics you know when i was at Citigroup, i was much the same way yes <laughs> i often think of you in that way i just want to mention really quickly my favorite part is the it's 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 funny because when we rewatched this scene uh with the screenplay in front of us i'm not sure if this is a previous draft of the screenplay that we just found or whatever it just seems like a scanned copy so who knows if it's the final version of it but there's a part where hoffman talks about how Slattery's character is is fucking someone in their office's wife. He says, like, because you're fucking Roger's fiance. 
and he like doesn't say fiance the way i would say fiance it's like fiance <laughs> and it crushes me every time that that reading crushes me every time and john slattery is he plays the i didn't see that coming up in this conversation so well he like he looks so phased by it john slattery almost goes on to recognize in the scene because he does a great job of repeatedly thinking that he is being reasonable and having the rug pulled out from under him when yes Seymour hoffman goes to another level of anger yes the react it's a super super crucial part it's like easily a 50 percent of the scene it's not slattery taking up only 20 percent. yeah scene, it's, it's so good I'm like, what he says, I'm not going to dignify that with a response. And Hoffman says, like, yeah, you're dignifying her in the ass at the Jefferson Hotel, room 1210. <laughs> yeah. And the way even, like, Hoffman is dressed, you know, kind of grubby, like, the flattery looks immaculate. So you get the sense that this is this, like, you know, he hits competent, he hits coarse, he hits, like, righteous, he hits angry, all in the same, you know, what we say, three minutes. It's pretty, it's pretty great. This This scene just, like, crackles. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think that's sort of leading into what we want to talk about next. Sort that's that's at its core, what sets it apart from the rest of this movie, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't remember if we talked about this. I like the movie. It's pretty Same. straightforward as a movie, even for Sorkin. You know, it's 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 almost like a longer West Wing episode that you're allowed to swear in, right? But, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. That's actually a great way of putting it. You know, like because he didn't get. I mean, he's wonderful and whatever, but the complexity of like the social network or something like that, this is much more a straightforward story of a good guy, congressman, mm-hmm. that's Tom Hanks. Uh, hint, that's how you know he's good. But this scene kind of gets at this one character who I think does the most work is Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character who's so devoted to what he thinks is the mission of what he's doing and is kind of unable to play the game at the level of Congress or you know, the Senate or budgetary things that would get him what he wants. And I, I don't know. I think that's really, this scene is a good encapsulation of that. Super agree. And I also think it's what makes the scene so effective is that it's not like Philip Seymour Hoffman is a pretty pivotal character in the plot and the movie. Mm-hmm. And, but they don't make him use this gear throughout the whole movie. He's not a caricature in the rest of the movie. Right. Yeah. It's just what each time, each time he goes up like this, it, it really is impactful. Exactly. And he like he's sort of actually in a lot of the movie sort of like a sensei to Tom Hanks' character being like, all right, you want to talk about what the hell is happening in Afghanistan? Let me take you through the ropes of what's been happening in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me think. Any other notes that I had about the scene? I don't think I did. Anything that you think we're missing? Well, I mean, I think it's a perfect ending with him. You know, part of the, what <laughs> they discuss is the last time Philip Seymour Hoffman was in this guy's office, he broke the window. And there's a maintenance man in the background of the entire scene fixing the window. And it's yeah. like right when he's done. Philip Seymour Hoffman makes his exit and takes a wrench or something like that and breaks the window again and then walks out. And I just think that's a great bit of like the maintenance man lurking in the background. It's yeah. so funny to me. And then... the, the lines in the scene have like almost like a super high PER, right? Is that they're like, there's a lot of dialogue, but every line is doing something different from the other ones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it's just freaking awesome. Uh, and I'm sorry if I cut you off. Did you have something else? Or you're good? No, no, that, that was my, that was my thing. All right, we're almost at a wrap. The last thing we should talk through is uh, related readings, which is sort of if you like this scene, what are things that it reminds you of? Or what are like shades of these artists, whether that's the actors or the screenwriters, so on so on and so forth, those folks' work that you see semblances of, you see overlap with in this scene. So you mentioned uh, the West Wing. I don't know if you wanted to add on anything about uh, overlap between this and the West Wing. I mean, obviously there's different subject matter just because that was a TV show. And uh... mm-hmm different obviously modes of what you can and can't say but west wing has a couple speeches like that where a character will go off 
on someone who's being unreasonable, particularly like some of the debates that President Bartlett does with his opponent when he's running for re-election. So a couple of those scenes are worth looking. Honestly, later in Charlie Wilson's War, there's a scene where they're trying to explain to Philip Seymour Hoffman's character that they need more money because they have to train the donkeys on how to walk across mountains or something. <laughs> you just yeah. can't handle it. They're donkeys. <laughs> what else do they do? <laughs> and also, you should point out, this movie is a Mike Nichols movie. So yes. he obviously does a lot of different... Is it his last? One of his last? I think it's his last, yeah. Okay. And he, he works in a lot of different modes, but this kind of smart, smarter comedy is you can find it in almost no matter what the subject matter is. Like he did The Birdcage, which is a totally different subject, but Mm -hmm. you get a lot of wonderful scenes with uh, actors who can really deliver. That one is Robin Williams and Nathan Lane and Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and even something like Closer is quite different, Mm, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, like, if you want to go, like, actual Mike Nichols classics, like, what, The Graduate and shit like that, quite different. Oh, yeah, I don't think I've heard of that one, but I'm sure In terms of related readings, I thought of a couple of things. Uh, when it comes to Hoffman, I think of, I compare this to the scene, uh, I don't know if you've seen Punch Drunk Love, but there's that scene he has with a phone call yes. with uh, Adam Sandler where he's just screaming shut up at him. Yes, that's a great one. Yeah, and sort of like the explosiveness, the, dy- the, the dynamism that he has in that scene reminds is I'm reminded of when he's like getting really riled up in this scene. Um, and frankly, the other thing I thought of was, I, 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 th- I think, did this movie come out before Mad Men started but I think Slattery is basically just playing his character and Mad Men in it where I mean a womanizer but b all of the like I think I'm in control and then like kind of doesn't see the rug coming up from under him sometimes mm-hmm. plays it exactly it's it, it feels like this is Roger Sterling part two in a movie now instead of uh, in an ad agency he's in the CIA it must have been right around the start of that yeah, I think so. I don't remember the exactly. The problem is, A, I don't remember exactly what year this movie comes out, and B, I don't exactly remember what year Mad Men starts. And then, just for Philip Seymour Hoffman, range wise, mm-hmm. I would look up the basketball scene from Milan Came Polly. <laughs> it was recirculated recently on Twitter, and I don't know why it was, but like it's, that was also my first exposure was going with my cousins to see that movie in theaters. To That was my first time seeing him Hilarious. on screen. And then the just for the the polar opposite of that would be his interrogating Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible Three. Honestly, one of the most terrifying. It's PG thirteen and everything, and you know it's Tom Cruise, and there's six more Mission Impossible movies coming. But that scene is really, really scary. It's just, I mean, it, it could turn into like a Philip Seymour Hoffman tribute podcast, and we would go for hours on end. But man, like he's properly rated, but also underrated somehow. I don't know how he occupies both of those spaces at the same time. Mm-hmm. Great. I think that's it for me. Is that there anything else for you or be about good to wrap it up? I'm good to wrap it up. All right. Well, if we happen to actually publish this, thanks for listening. Appreciate your time. Um, you're great. And until next time, this is the And Scene Podcast.